Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. Uh, this is Tim Birch and today we get to turn the tables on uh, uh, I was actually a guest along with our Vice President Amanda Allred a, wh- a while back. Uh, we get to turn the tables on the, the, the hosts of the Shane and Connor show from uh, our good friends at the Texas Society of Professional Surveyors. Uh, Mr. Shane, Mr. Connor, welcome to the show and uh, we appreciate your, your taking the time out and, and like I said, turning the tables and we get to put the spotlight on you fellas for a change. So uh, um, really, first off, I guess a little introduction about yourself, you know, and Shane, tr- try, try to be humble, try to, tr- try to be honest and just try to tell, you know, try, try to really tell us about the real Shane. <laughs> Well, Tim, thank you for uh, for inviting us on, and uh, and again, we appreciate uh, you and Amanda being on our show. And uh, like I said, the, my name is Shane Neely, and uh, I was uh, president of the uh, Texas Society of Professional Surveyors back in 2014. I am still amazed that I was ever elected president of the association. <laughs> you know, but I, I was, and I am very proud of that fact. And uh, and so, uh, and then we have Connor uh, with us, who I, I've drug along to all of my crazy ideas. So I'll let him introduce himself. I'm the straight man of the show. So, uh, uh, yes, Tim, thanks for having us on. And it is a, uh, it's a great opportunity to have the tables turn. I, like we were talking before the show started, this is our first time to be on this side of the mic. So we're looking forward to, to having fun here. And uh, I am a, uh, I guess the highest that I've been so far in the TSPS is I am a, a state level director. Uh, I'm also the uh, the committee chairman of the chapter activities uh, committee. So I'm uh, pretty active in, in keeping up with what's going on in all the chapters. And uh, they reach out to me with what questions they have. And uh, so uh, looking forward to a, to a great time with you today. Very good. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, Connor, while you've got the spotlight, the the age old question for every surveyor: How the heck did you get into surveying? What what brought you into this crazy profession? Well, I'm I'm probably my story is is probably a whole lot more common to the profession than Shane's will be. I am a, a third generation a land surveyor, so my my dad and my paternal grandfather were both land surveyors. My dad is a registered surveyor here in Texas, and um, so, you know, I, I grew up around it, grew up uh, pulling chain with my dad and, and turning angles on a on an old transit, uh, doing some side jobs with him. He, he worked for about 25 years for a large timber company here in Texas, uh, but he did some side jobs on the, on the side, and that's where I got into it. And I always swore up and down, I would never do this. This is not what I want to do. I'm 
not going to be a surveyor, but I, I ended up way too close to the profession. I got a degree in, in computer-aided drafting, and uh, it was just kind of natural for me to to do some surveying drafting. And one day I woke up and was like, you know, why not? Let's let's uh, take the next step to get licensed. And so I went back to school to get the hours that I was lacking, and, and here I am. Very good. All right. Well, he set you up, Shane. What uh, were you? Were you? Uh, uh, you know, male gigolo. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what was your? What was your calling in life? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, when I couldn't make a go at that, I decided to, uh, you know, do look for something else. But <laughs> now, I, it was quite comical because uh, I had, in my way younger days, uh, I had met a met a girl, and we were going to get married. You know, in two years, and so. I remember looking in the uh, Tyler Junior College uh, book that comes out of all the courses and, and degree programs that they have. And I said, man, I got to I got to find something I can do in two years, man. I'm, gonna, I'm about to get married, you know. So I looked in the back of it and uh, I chose between two things. And one of them was land surveying and the other one was horticultural, you know. And I had a lot of friends in, in my area that was doing worked at plant farms and things like that. So uh so anyway, I kind of booked it on up to TJC. They had uh, back then, you know, you could you could show up, sign up for classes. A lot of the professors were there. You could talk to them, things like that. And uh, and so I was walking up there and I said, hey, well, I'm going to go talk to the to the land surveying professor first because it's just so hard to say horticulture, you know. So I, <laughs> I, I'm going to see if I can can land in land surveying. It's a lot easier to say anyway, you know. I'm, I'm a simple guy like that, you know. And so, uh, but what sold the what sold me on the profession was seeing. Uh, and actually, that's the first day I met Patty Williams, who was who was, was my instructor. Oh yes, and still, and still the instructor there. And um, um, and so I saw the passion that she had for surveying and her career and her job, even as a young twenty year old kid. I could see that that she really loved her job and loved surveying, and and so that kind of sold me on it. Even though I had no clue what surveying was, you know what they did, nothing. So uh, that's that's kind of how I got into it. Very nice. Uh, yes, shout out to to Patty. Uh, yes, I, I tell you what, of of all of the surveyors I've met through my career, I think she's probably in the top handful of just straight out passion for the profession she's just she's an amazing amazing lady amazing individual she is yes sir all right so you guys obviously in texas things are bigger in texas what uh what is serving like in texas i mean I, you guys are in east texas so give us a little taste of the different flavors of surveying in texas especially having to deal with veras rather than feet sometimes <laughs> well it's definitely um an adventure surveying in texas uh, i'm i'm also licensed in uh, new mexico colorado and oklahoma so i've had a little taste of the the public land states and man we started surveying in new mexico and i was like man i can get used to this you know you know you pretty much know exactly where you're going to look for a section corner um in texas you might get to a, a corner and you have you know uh, the old joke that Daryl Shine always told, you might have six corners there and, and, and two of them be yours. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
there is a there is a lot of, of pin cushion. I know that there is in the public land states also, but with Texas, you know, we are here in East Texas, but I do a lot of work out in West Texas. Um, you know, I've I've done surveying. I counted it up one time. It's on my LinkedIn. I don't remember. It's it's not a hundred yet, but it's it's several uh, dozen different counties all over the state. And and I think that is the is the neatest aspect of surveying in Texas because you can have you know East Texas over here. You got you know the swamps and the the creeks and the, and the rivers, and then you can go to West Texas and be out in the desert. Uh, last weekend, I was at the uh, High Plains experience that TSPS puts on up on the High Plains in the Panhandle, and that was totally different country. And so, you know, you might, you know, when you down here in East Texas, you know, you you, uh, you see something that says PK found, and if you're from Dallas-Fort Worth, you might be looking for a PK nail, but that's pine knot to us, East <laughs> Texas boys. So, uh, you know, and it's just it's just really different the the different types of monuments the different styles of of surveying that uh that are out across the whole the whole huge state of Texas. Well, Connor, what gets me is uh, you know, in most of my experience, Tim has been all in East Texas, and uh, and we still have to use that thing called a machete around here. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the GPS doesn't work as well in the uh, pine trees of East Texas as it does any farther, you know, a little bit west and northwest of us. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we we still do a lot of of conventional surveying, and so it's it's quite interesting when we have meetings with our big city friends, you know, and they talk about surveying, and and they have it closed to Traverse in years because they they just don't do that surveying anymore. That you know, use different tools, and and we still, you know, have to use uh, conventional. We still close traverses, things like that, and. GPS to us is mainly just to get us control in an area. Then from there we have to take off. So it's it's quite uh, adventurous in East Texas to, to say the least. You bet. You know, I I think I, I said during uh, when I was on your show that I would spent some time in the mid '80s in Dallas, and uh, I was I'm still to the state. You know, con trying to convince people that East Texas and the pine forests and it's it's a whole other world over in Longview and 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 that that direction. So uh, I can only imagine. You're right that uh, the um, conventional surveying is alive and well in East Texas. It yes, is <laughs> very good. All right. Uh, well, we're all three somewhat seasoned surveyors. Well, maybe Connor, not so much, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, any kind of, I mean, especially surveying in Texas, what, any favorite surveying memories that, uh, that you get that, that come to mind? Because unfortunately, some of my favorite surveying memories are from my time in Texas. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chris Freeman. But uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, what, what is surveying, what memories has it brought to you uh, in your time in the field? You know, it's it's funny. I, I probably have two of them, Tim, that come to mind. And I probably didn't spend a whole lot of time out in the field. Um, I pretty much spent most of my career here at Stanger Surveying, but I did leave for about a year and a half early on in, in my career to get a certain kind of experience. I, I wanted to get registered, so I needed boundary experience. And, and so I had left for a little bit and I was working for this gentleman in Jacksonville, Texas. And his name was Tim McCowan. Great, great guy, great surveyor. And that's all he did was his boundary survey. And, you know, he was, it was just him and that was it. And so when I went to work for him, uh, I remember I had to run the instrument 
I had to run the book because he didn't have radios. So he was just out ahead chopping. And I remember coming down to this little bottom area and, and I had these little green bushes, I mean, all the way up to my waist almost. And, and I kind of looked around. I said, I said, I said, Tim, I said, man, this stuff's green. I said, uh, what is this stuff? And he goes, oh, that's poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and until then, I was never allergic to poison ivy. Well, now I am. Oh, because oh, I guess I got a heavy dose of it that day. <laughs> How about you, Connor? What's uh, what's been what's been some special memories, good or bad, out in the field? Ah, uh, wow. There's there's several. Um, <laughs> the first uh, it wasn't the first day, but it was my first job in in surveying. Not not with my dad, but actually on a on a crew for another company, getting paid. And I almost stepped on a five foot long timber rattler with nineteen rattles. Mm. Um, <laughs> So that kind of uh that kind of cured me from fear of snakes because everything I've seen since then looks little, little compared little. to that one. So I'm not really all that scared of snakes. Um uh kind of comparable to you, Tim. I was working for the city of Conroe and we were doing a uh had to do a survey to see how much sludge was in the uh the pond at the sewer. <laughs> you do remember I got, I got put in on a job boat with a with a rain slicker and gloves and all kinds of stuff, and we had to float around that thing taking topo shots. I'm not sure that that OSHA would have approved of anything we were doing there, but I was the rookie. So I got sent to do that. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's several, you know, but yeah, I think a surveyor, some of the, the more special ones is just, you know, finding an original monument and, you know, you know, knowing that that thing's been there for 80, 90, a hundred years. You know, if he says he, he scribed BT on the side of the pipe and you see that and you look at your field notes and that was done in 1901, that's just, there's something there that, and I, I think that's what I think that's what makes surveyors a, a different breed of animal. Because even just talking about it, I right. feel that rush, man. Right. It's just, you know that rush of I found this original monument. I am right where this guy was back a hundred years ago. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I guess you know that's that's part. I to me, what is is so special about the profession, and you know t being able to tell these stories and be able to 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 share this with the younger generation to say you know this is what this is what the bug that bit us and why why we do what we do because it has created a a, a good career a uh, good paying career and just the memories and you enjoy what you're doing so um right. you know i think that's that's to me that's even part of the fun of doing th this type of a podcast and and seeing each of the guests when they are explaining just like you just did connor lighting up about i you know that original monument and just going you know there's some level of satisfaction there that you just can't you can't hide and uh yeah. it's it's always fun to have that as well well another part of the reason definitely wanted to get uh back together with with you two gentlemen and get you on the other side of the microphone was to tell us a little bit about the shane and connor show how that evolved how that came about and what, uh, you know, what, 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 even, even as minute as they may seem, what is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish with, with getting, uh, getting out in front of people with this? <laughs> I don't know, Connor, do you, you want to, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, um, Shane, like he said, he, he has crazy ideas and I tag along with him and I, I think it surprises him when I tag along with him on stuff. Cause I'm, I'm really a different type of person than Shane. I'm really calm and laid back. And, um, yeah, we but, are opposites, but we make a pretty good team. <laughs> exactly. 
you know, uh, we, I don't know what it was strategic it, planning, it was wasn't two it? Two or three years ago, yeah. then when we did the the first uh, online training videos Correct. for yeah. for TSPS, and and we had presented some uh, some classes at you know a TSPS symposium and TSPS convention um, together, and I don't know you you text me sometime and said, hey, why don't we do a a uh, like a lunch and learn or a one hour ethics yep. or something. I thought, man, that sounds like the most boring thing <laughs> I that I've ever heard of in my life. Is one hour of ethics. The first thing I texted him was, hey, how about us do an ethics hour, you know, uh, live? And he said, dude, that sounds boring. And then, and then I said, okay, well, now you, you opened me up. And then, uh, so then we, we come up with a different idea. And, and I'll put it to a lot of it was based off of your podcasts, other podcasts like the Geoholics. Yeah. And uh, and so, but we wanted to have kind of a little different flair, um, and so we decided to do a live webinar, and uh, mainly because you know sometimes for me podcasts are hard because I've got a very bad case of adult ADD, so I need <laughs> I need little little shiny things going on and to watch something you know to to, to keep my interest going and and uh, and so so that's kind of we wanted to do something live and uh, and so. Uh, you know, that's kind of how it was born. And then we, we put our, it's almost been exactly one year since mm -hmm. we did uh, the first show yeah. and we do one a quarter, but we don't want to obviously uh, burn people out, you know, with our awesome personalities. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, I think they, we, we wait so long before we have a show, everybody's like, oh man, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good show. And, and then people watch us, they're like, you know, I don't know if I want to watch those cats again. Uh -oh. We wait a whole nother three months to do it again. And they're like, you know, maybe we'll give them another try. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it was, de it, it was definitely fun. I enjoyed being on it. I was definitely fun. And we, I, I, pre I can, I can, I can say, I, I appreciate the, the effort that has to go into putting it together. So, um, well, good, good. Just yeah, we, we just, uh, you know, we, we just want to, everything we, I like to do, I don't mind doing a lot of things, but I want to have fun doing it. And uh, that was our main goal. That's our main goal fun, is to have bring fun. Together, bring some, you know, you know, share some information about yeah. current topics and, and try to, you know, make it where we could uh, um, get people interested in surveying. But the main goal is just to have fun with it and bring surveyors together. Yep. Exactly. And well, you know, I, 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 I appreciated the one you did in March uh, during Surveyors Week, having uh, Ellie and Elaine on uh, from Get Kids into Survey. I mean, it's just every little bit we can do to help promote uh, the profession and and really tie it all together. Uh, no, it, it, it's good, and I, I, like I said I appreciate you guys uh, putting that all together. Um, well, since DJ couldn't uh, join us today, can we talk about her? We talk. No, oh yeah, no. <laughs> oh, we've got, we're going to have DJ on in 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 several weeks. Give her her own own little spotlight uh, to to uh, talk about TSPS and a lot of the great things that uh, she's done, she's led, and uh, um, so kind of segueing into into TSPS for that. Tell us from your perspective, especially doing a show and and as much as busy as you've been in the the association. What about the value of, of being a member, belonging to something like, you know, a, a significant group that that advocates for your profession? What what does that mean to you? And and, and what do you do to try to help pro, uh, promote that? Well, you know, you know, Tim, I think somebody uh, and I think it was one of my 
a good friend, Paul Carey, said something about he was going to do a uh, professionalism seminar and he was going to lead off with the fact that it's it's almost your duty to be a part of your state association as a professional. And uh, and my mentor, Joey Stanger, who I've worked for almost 30 years now, you know, instilled in, in me early on that it was uh, important to be a part of your association. And, uh, and it is, in all the years that I have been with TSPS and done, done things, I have been given back way more than I've, than I've given. And, uh, and, and, um, and it can be, it's even more, it's in a lot of it's even just personal things like, um, Tim, if you would have known me back in my young years, I was so shy. I couldn't talk to myself in a mirror. Connor, and, I, don't, uh, Connor I don't believe this. I'm not buying that. I tell people that, but it's true. I, I like that, so. It's true. <laughs> Good. And yeah. It was only because TSPS got me out of that shell. And, and uh, I mean, my first day as, as, um, as chapter president, I was shaking in front of a group of my own peers locally, mm-hmm. only about 10 or 15, 20 people. But I was shaking so bad because I couldn't get up in front of people and talk. And so it, it has done that for me. And now, you know, Connor and I have, have led seminars with, with hundreds of people, you know, hundreds in a room. And, and, uh, and so, and not only just that on that personal level, but professionally, you know, it, it's, it is great to be a part of something that advocates, you know, for the profession and, and you, you can help mold and shape that and uh, and it's you know being a part of tsps and now nsps has been been nothing but a, a blessing to me for sure and and i know uh same for connor and and um yeah my story with the uh with the with the uh, professional society you know i was talking about growing up uh my, my dad was a part of tsps he's been chapter president for uh for chapter eight before and I can remember going to the uh, the seminars and to convention, you know, he would kind of make that like a mini vacation. And me and my mom would, would go along with him and, and stay in the hotel with him. So I kind of grew up around TSPS uh, when, you know, when I was going to college and I wasn't going to college for surveying. But uh, the, the local chapter there actually bought me a printer to use while I was going to college. So they were kind of giving back to, you know, my dad in, in that way. So. I, I felt like I, I needed to give back to the society and repay some of that. And so uh, it was actually when Shane was president and I was just getting licensed about that time. You know, I reached out to Shane and was just like, man, just just plug me in somewhere, give me something to do. And and he put me on the public relations committee, which I'm actually still part of. That's been almost 10 years ago. Um, and so just, just kind of went from there. And you know, I, I think the biggest thing that that I've got out of it is just the networking and the yeah, uh, the, the friendships because I, I'm not shy, but I'm really reserved. And so, you know, I, I really didn't have a lot of connections when I first got registered, yeah. but just going to all these events, man, I'm, I know so many people in all parts of the state of yeah. Texas. You know, if, if I have a, a a survey problem or I, hey, where where do you, where do you do research in this county? You know, I have somebody, you know, it's just a phone call away to, to, to pick up and ask questions, ask help, ask for advice. It's just it's just awesome knowing so many people across the state. Yeah. And I, th- I like that because you both hit it on the head is it is about the networking. It's about expanding your personal net, uh, network and relationships that uh, I, I think is what 
what really the associations, I mean, yes, there is the advocacy. Yes, we're trying to do what we can to protect the public and various things, but it's also growing, growing each, growing yourself as an individual. And by having those people around, uh, you are, you are getting uh, influenced by others. So um, that's going to lead into my next question of, uh, you know, we're finally turning a corner as a profession and, and I think really highlighting mentoring and being, being a mentor, having a mentor. Um, so the two questions I have for you is what do you, what do you each see as good um, characteristics in either having a mentor, being a mentor and who have been your mentors in your career that uh, you wouldn't mind giving a shout out to? Um, as far as who has been my biggest mentors, I mean, of course, it's, it was my dad uh, when, when he retired from uh, the timber company that I was talking about. He, he went into the private sector with a company in Lufkin and worked there for about 11 years. And I worked with him for five of those years. And so, man, it was an, it was an hour commute each way. And so we would spend that hour talking about surveying every single day, an hour there, an hour back. And I mean, that's what I <clears throat> that's what I credit being able to to pass my exams on is just picking his brain. Uh, but the, the, there's been others. Uh, I, my first uh, job in, in surveying was with uh, Mike Parker in Lufkin. I've kept in touch with him. Uh, Al Hargraves in Lufkin, Dean Leggett, he's, he's since passed away. Uh, and then up in this area, uh, the, the, the gentleman that I worked for, Buster Sarton, has been a, a big mentor in my life for the last seven years. I would even count uh, Shane as a mentor, uh, you know, maybe not so much in the surveying, but just in the, in, you know, being a professional uh, part of it. <clears throat> but, you know, and, and and we talk about this in one of our, and maybe in both of our yeah. ethics courses about being a mentor. And I, I think the biggest characteristic of being a mentor is to not to be scared of training your competition. And I think mm -hmm. that's where people fall through the cracks because we're so scared we're going to train somebody that's going to go and take work from us and you, you know you got to look at it those people are going to go on and do their own thing anyway and if you've trained them correctly you don't have to go back and fix all their mistakes or try to figure out what they were doing when you follow behind them you've got this person that you you know not only have you benefited the public because yeah. you've trained somebody upright not only have you benefited the profession because now you've grown the profession by helping somebody else get registered you've helped yourself because you're not giving yourself nightmares in the future trying to trying to follow behind them. And so I, I you know, I, I, I think I would define that as being um, selfless, you know, unselfish, yeah. just, you know, just being willing to, to give of your knowledge and not trying to hold it in. Exactly. Yeah, and, and my, what I've done is, is, has been a little bit different is because I've pretty much parked myself in one spot for almost 30 years. So, you know, I, I've had uh, a very, few mentors and but the biggest one has been Joey Stanger you know which is the uh has been my my boss and and mentor for for almost 31 years now and uh and so I, I talk about all the time when I mention him is I I hit the 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 mentor lottery when I came to work for Joey in, in 1990 and uh he has done nothing but uh but but give back to me to, to the profession, to, to other, other students. And, uh, and so, uh, he is, and then when, when my dad died, you know, he, he's almost been like a father figure to me since then too, you know, 
and uh, and so I've been pretty blessed in that area. And like I said, I also worked for a little bit of time with Tim McCowan, who was a very good mentor. And uh, and so the biggest quality to me, Tim, about mentoring is just being available. You know, and and it's your attitude. You you have to be willing to to be there for them and and to be to make yourself available and uh, and to answer those questions. You know, I, I may not know all of the answers, but a lot of times I might know somebody that does or I know where to look for the answers. So it's uh, just because you may not know everything doesn't mean you can't be a good mentor too. And, uh, and so it's just being available, being there for them. Exactly. And I think that's so important now, like you said, to make yourself available because we've gotten so far away from two, three man crews. That's all you know, it's about being productive, about taking GPS or a robot or whatever and going doing your own thing. There's not a lot of on-the-job training done with some of this stuff. And I, you hit it on the head that it's making yourself available for the for those people to be able to teach even, even in, you know, in a remote setting as needed. But uh, no, it sounds like you, you both have had uh, wonderful experiences with, with people and uh, – it's always nice to take all those in, draw those, draw those in, and then be able to to, to delve those back out when people need it. So, uh, kudos to all of your mentors and to what you're doing uh, in in paying paying it forward. Okay, well, being uh, just trying to be uh, recognize your couple of busy guys as well that uh, we'll get this thing wrapped up. But I want got one last question for the both of you that you are locked in a well let's let's call it the elevator speech you're you're now stuck in stuck somewhere with uh, with a with someone that's not familiar with surveying let's say a younger generation student what have you what is your elevator speech Shane to someone that may have an interest in surveying how how do you get them even thinking about coming this direction okay well, you know, that was uh, one of the questions that I had the hardest uh, time with, really, because, uh, you know, off the cuff stuff is sometimes not my forte. But uh, I would put it to them this way, especially in the state of Texas. And I think you're seeing this all across the country is uh, there are only somewhere in the neighborhood of what, 25, 2700 licensed professional surveyors in the state of Texas versus you look at, take the, the, the thousands and thousands of engineers, realtors, any other profession. And so uh, uh, it doesn't take long, somebody in, to figure out that that would be a very good profession. And uh, and I think that my boss always told me is it seems like um, surveying is one of those things that, that can't be shipped overseas. You know, somebody has got to be on the ground and to actually, you know, find that corner to, to survey that property. So it's so, uh, you know, surveying is one thing that can't be shipped overseas. So you have some uh, security in, in that, too. So it may not be the best, but uh, I kind of lead off with that. And then they can figure out for themselves if that's a good good fit for them. And and I hope also that they would see the the passion that I have when I talk about it is because I haven't had, well, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I've had a few bad days surveying, but most of them I have enjoyed yeah. thoroughly. 
And, uh, and so a lot of parents can't, when they talk about their jobs back at home and kids listen to it, you know, they, they hear about how they don't like their job thing like that. I don't think you, you hear that from surveyors kids. You know, I think you can hear that they love their jobs. And, uh, and I think that means a lot to, to telling somebody too. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Connor? You've got 60 seconds. What, uh, what locked in with somebody, what are you going to tell them? Well, you know, surveying is one of those professions that it can almost play to any type of strength that you have. And, and when I've, I've given a ton of presentations to uh, school age students for career days, and I always get off of that. Do you like history? Do you like math? Do you like writing? Do you like drawing? Do you like, you know, um, going on an adventure as far as research or, or, you know, scavenger hunt? Or, you know, do you like you know, it's almost whatever you like? Surveying has a part of that. And, you know, that's that's what I always just try to draw them into is just, you know, what do you like? What's your strength? And I bet you I can find some part of surveying that you can do that in. Very good. And Tim, well, that's why I have Connor as my partner is because he, man, he can come through. I can say something and he'll he'll come through with a home run like that. I mean, that, that's good stuff, isn't it? Cleans it up. Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, actually, I do have the one last question, but it's only for Connor. Is and uh, why do you put up with him and his crazy ideas? I, I... Oh well, I, you know, I I live adventurously through Shane. So. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, that's good. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it, it's always good to hear different perspectives, and especially from you know from your perspective, where people are only hearing you ask the questions. Uh, it's nice to be able to know where you stand and where, what you believe in, because I, I, I think you, I think you speak for a lot of us that, uh, that look, you know, and, and that's something you just said, Shane, uh, that I don't think it's necessarily, we ever have, have a bad day on the job. It's, it's about not bad about the, the, the work we're doing for me. It's usually bad clients that usually <laughs> makes it, makes it, makes it hard. But, uh, no, thank you for like said your passion, your enthusiasm, everything you do for TSPS and the profession, and uh, we uh, we look forward to having crossing paths again down the road. Uh, uh, really enjoy having you guys doing what you're doing. So keep plugging away at uh, at the Shane and Connor show, and uh, let us know if we can help you with anything. Hey uh, Tim, we appreciate it, and thanks for uh, for supporting us and and giving us some uh, national exposure by uh, by liking and sharing our our posts. So we do appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, gentlemen, both, and uh, uh, we've got a couple of great shows coming up. Beyond this, we are continuing our "What Is Surveying?" question series. Um, actually got some great guests coming up. We've asked that question too. So, uh, stick around, uh, like us, like us everywhere and, uh, subscribe and we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, 
Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.